Hey everybody, this is Kimia. And I'm Sean. And you're listening to Content and Coffee. This is episode four, and the topic of this podcast is the decision of whether to niche down or stay general in your business. We're going to talk about this both from the perspective of North Digital and Ghost It, and about a general perspective that our listeners can apply to the businesses they're involved in. So, Kimia, the first question for you is, in your opinion, what are the benefits of being general? So if you're a generalist or if you're a business that, that serves uh, a general problem, um, you, can, you can offer a lot of clients different services. So a great example of this is when you get referrals, a referral will come to you and say, hey, uh, I have this problem. Can you do this? But the problem with that is you're going to get a lot of different referrals that are going to have different problems all in the same line of call it marketing, right? If you're a generalist marketer, you are, you're in pay-per-click, you're in uh, content, uh, you know, you're in uh, commercial rate optimization, all that stuff. So if you're a generalist, you can cater to a wider audience, potentially opening yourself up to a lot of other, con- uh, a lot of other clients. But Sean, are there any drawbacks of being a generalist? There, there must be some benefits to niching down. Absolutely. The, the drawbacks to being a generalist are that it's more difficult to demand a higher price from your clients, and each client project is going to take more time and be more expensive to fulfill because each one is different, so different from your past projects that you are not able to strongly leverage the past work you've done. So echoing what, what you said, the benefits of being a generalist is that when you're growing through word of mouth, growing through referrals, inherently the nature of referrals is that they're going to come from every different type of industry because people's social circles, they have friends and connections in all these different industries. So they're all coming in and you're getting a yoga studio here. You're getting an e-commerce business there. Maybe you're getting a law firm here and they're all different, but they are all potentially profitable. And your question was, you know, what's the benefit of niching down instead of being a generalist? Well, the problem with being a generalist is that although you're getting all these different types of clients coming in, there's, it's really hard to realize any kind of economies of scale, both on the terms of gradually charging a higher price on the client-facing side of things and gradually reducing your cost of sales or your expenses on the internal business side of things. And the reason that is, let, let me illustrate this with an example. Let's say instead of, for example, a digital marketing agency, instead of accepting every type of client, the digital marketing agency specializes in dentist offices. Now, after they've done five or 10 dentist offices, A, they're going to know what works and what doesn't work for that specific industry. And with that expertise knowledge, they're going to gradually be able to increase their prices and justify those price increases with past results. So that's the client-facing side. And also, that agency is going to be able to reduce their internal cost because after doing 10 dentist office, when dentist office number 11 signs on, you're going to be able to look back at these 10 and say, hey, their demographic is extremely similar to dentist office number seven. So let's copy that campaign. Let's paste it over. Let's make some tweaks. And we know this is going to work. So you reduce the expenses on, the, on that end as well. So it becomes in the long term more profitable and more scalable. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I think something that you touch on 
that I'm going to expand upon is you mentioned that expertise where the 11th customer is now you can serve them better than the one through 10 customer, right? And one of the things that, that I'm thinking about is if you're a generalist, it's much harder to position your business as being a true expert in the market, right? So an example of this would be the best um, interface designers are true experts. Therefore, they can charge a much higher price point because they're so good, right? Or a data company. You are the absolute market leader in uh, analyzing data or even Salesforce, right? Phenomenal, like phenomenal what they've built. They were at the time, and I think they still are, a market leader in uh, CRM and, and sales software. They are true experts in their space. And, you know, it's a, it's a product versus service debate. But that aside, they can charge based on their expertise and the software that they've built. And they understand the market, which allows them to serve a lot, serve their market a lot better. And that's, that's a big benefit of niching down, right? It is harder to drive referrals in the short term because you're starting out. You want to be able to cater to everyone, right? It's, it's counterintuitive because you think that you need people to come from everywhere in the market. But actually, if you're solving a very specific problem, uh, you're going to drive referrals over time, right? And then you can also increase your costs. So, Sean, I'm sure this applies to you. Um, in pay-per-click, you know, tie this to a pay-per-click campaign. Are general versus specific campaigns usually more effective? Yeah, good question. Definitely specific campaigns are almost always more effective. This is when you design the advertising copy to closely match with the demographic that you're targeting. A super basic example of this is, let's say there's a business that sells its products across Canada. You could create one ad set that targets Canada and talks about selling to Canadians in the ad copy. Or you could create multiple different sets of ad for each province and then you could customize the ad copy. Let's use British Columbia as an example. The ad copy could be about people in British Columbia, let's say 5% discount to BC residents. And then that one only is targeted to people that live in BC, obviously. And that's the same for each one. So that's a very basic example, but just something that simple, you're going to see a much better result versus kind of the specific approach rather than the broad approach I talked about first. Right. And the other point to that too is, if specific campaigns work a lot better, which they do, your marketing cost to be a generalist is going to be much higher because you have to pay for all these different campaigns to target all these different people. So in the, in the example of content marketing, to tie this back to an expertise for Ghosted, because we are a very niche company, we solve a very specific problem. If you are a niche, or if you are in a niche and you are very focused on solving a specific problem, and you're producing content about that problem, you can attract the right type of audience. And that, that can open up a whole can of worms around um, qualified versus unqualified leads. But because your content caters to a very specific type of person, the, the, what will resonate with them matters in terms of whether or not they will eventually become a customer to their business, right? And the other part of that too is you now look like an authority in that space because it looks like you have all the answers because you do, because you're writing about them. So, Sean, I'm going to pose this question back to you. Uh, in your business right now, how generalist and how niche are you? And what are some things that you're doing to, to niche down? Because it sounds like niching down, you know, I, and I'm sure we can agree on this, 
it sounds like niching down is is the better way to go. Definitely, and I just was I was going to just go there as well. Basically, you know, after we've had this short conversation, probably the burning question in our mind and everyone's mind is okay, niching down is more profitable, it's more scalable, it's better. So why don't you, why doesn't everyone just niche down right now? And the if reason only, why, if only. <laughs> if only, right? The reason why it's difficult in the beginning stages of a business to niche down is the reality is for most small to medium-sized businesses, most of their initial business is going to come from referrals and from word of mouth and from leveraging their personal networks and their friends of friends. And North Digital is in this transition phase right now in that up until present date, most of North Digital's business has come from referrals. Um, we have a handful of initial clients and those clients recommended us to their connections, their friends, and then we would get those referrals coming in. And that's how North Digital has been able to grow so far. So in the situation of North Digital, it for me comes down to a question of timing. And over the next three to four months, what North Digital, what we're going to focus on is actually encouraging more referrals to come through my current network and the network of my clients. We're going to be doing that by building out things like email newsletters, retargeting campaigns to really increase top of mind awareness for North Digital um, on the minds of people I know and people I do business with. And no, there's no doubt this is going to result in an influx of incoming referrals, which will be great. And for now, that that will be real business. It will grow the revenue, etc. And after three to four months, after we have more reference experiences, or working with a lot of different types of clients, it's a huge priority to do list for North Digital to gradually discover and find how to niche down and what that niche is going to be. I think, Kimia, that's a really important question is, okay, we agree you should eventually niche, but what niche should you choose is the question. So right now, North Digital builds websites and does month-to-month digital marketing campaigns, primarily pay-per-click, to a wide variety of businesses. Now, North Digital could move into specializing more into the website development side, more into the digital marketing side, and it could choose to focus on only certain types of businesses rather than almost all types of businesses. But those are decisions that take a couple of months of market research and reflection to really figure out what that is going to be. So while North Digital is pursuing this, what I like to call the referral funnel, encouraging referrals, that will pay the bills. North Digital will still grow. Uh, myself and you know my advisors and colleagues will be thinking about where North Digital is going to niche down to and then gradually make that transition in a couple of months and eventually realize those economies of scale. So I, th- I so, think, you, yeah, sorry, sorry to jump in. I think you touch on two really important points there. One is don't make this decision in a hurry, right? Because for you, you know, you're saying about, you're thinking about it over time, you're taking a few months to really decide because what happens if you make the wrong decision, right? That, mm-hmm. that, that would be horrible. Definitely. It's, I mean, it's a classic entrepreneur's dilemma. There's no easy answer to it. If you, if you make the wrong decision, you choose the wrong niche and it doesn't work out, you've wasted your time and you've potentially wasted a lot of money as well. So it really is more of an art than a science. 
as a small business, you have to watch your cash flows. You have to make sure that your contractors or employees are paid. Uh, you have to make sure that all the expenses are paid. So you can't just um, you know, throw your hands up and say, that's it, I'm niching down now. This is what it's going to be. It really is a balancing act of gradually transitioning from being a generalist, if that's what you are right now, and if that is what is paying your bills and allowing your business to grow slowly, and you know, gradually moving into the niche position. Mm-hmm. So Kimia, I would reflect that question back on you with Ghostit. You guys are quite niche in terms of the service you provide, which is content marketing automation. And But what about in terms of what type of clients you bring on? So yeah, that's, that's a really, I've been thinking about this for a long time and we have a very specific problem that I'm going to touch on, but I have two things to share before I do. And one thing that we've completely neglected throughout this, the course of this episode is the very obvious point that it's hard to turn money away. When people come to your business and they say, I will pay you for this service, uh, you know, Sean, I'm sure you can agree with me. It's, it's hard to say, no, we can't help you take your $5,000 elsewhere, right? <laughs> totally, absolutely. <laughs> so that, like, that's really hard. And so part of niching down is having the ability to say, no, we're not going to help you. Uh, you know, here's a trusted partner that we work with, or here's a trusted business that, that we think you should go to. But you're actively saying, no, I'm not going to pursue this business. And so a really one of my favorite examples of this, this is a story that comes from my business partner, Rahul. He... He had a friend that started a coffee shop and it was just like any other coffee shop that ever existed. And, you know, they were struggling. They weren't doing that well. Um, a coffee shop's pretty niche, but they don't really have a competitive edge. And so one day what they decided to do was because one of the owners was big on latte art, they decided to come up with their own certification for latte art. And so what they did was they, I think they held a group on. And they held the group on to say, like, become a certified latte art barista. And they <laughs> sold out the first night. And that became their niche. Like, they are now the niche for certified latte art. And they're crushing it. They're absolutely crushing it. So if something isn't working in your business, or if your you know, like growth is slow, and you think there's an interesting side tangent of a business that you can, you can market to, uh, it's definitely worth exploring, right? You can experiment. Like they, because the demand was so high, they made the pivot pretty quickly. But you can you can roll out things gradually over time. Like it's not a black or white decision. And so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll touch back on my scenario with with Ghostit. What we do is content marketing automation for small to medium sized businesses. That is the core of our business, right? We do the monthly blog posts, the monthly newsletters, the monthly social posts. You get access to the platform, and we build a content marketing strategy that that tells you why we write what we write and uh, what we're doing. That is, that is what we offer to people. But we have this whole unadvertised side of the business where we do super in-depth content marketing strategy. And so this could say, this could be something along the lines of, we don't have enough SEO optimized content. We have a blog. Uh, can you look at our existing content, do an audit and give us some recommendations? Or we have no content can you give us a strategy on SEO content for our website? Those are two very different offerings from the core of Ghost, its initial service. And so what I've been thinking about a lot is, do I completely cut that out because the money's good? Like it, it, People keep coming because it's a referral basis. Do I completely cut it out and focus on the core business? Or do I keep, keep the money, keep, keep servicing these clients? Because some of the names are big names. I won't mention any. 
you know, we're, we're getting some really good inbound. Uh, but that being said, it, it does take us away from, from, the core, uh, from the core service. So you know, I don't have the answer. Uh, that's, that's just something that, that we're figuring out. And while our core service is very niche, you know, maybe I should take my own advice and completely scrap the service. Interesting. Interesting dilemma. <laughs> and yeah, it's tough. It is. And there's no right answer, which is the definitely. problem, which I think is it's an interesting topic. I think that... Do you have you know, any I, advice for me? I would, I would love to get some active advice. Definitely. I think that money talks. So I think you need to gradually... I do think you need to take your own advice. And over time, you need to either turn down projects that are not within your core service offering that will not build your business in the future, either turn them down or if someone really, really wants you to help them out and they really think that Ghostit is the perfect fit for the custom job they have in mind, attach a price tag to it where despite the fact that it will detract from your core business progress, the amount of revenue would simply outweigh that. So I would say just gradually and exponentially increase the pricing <laughs> on your custom services. And you know what? If that, if that takes you out of the market, if you become unaffordable to people, well, that's okay too, because then you're just focusing on your core business. So it's a win-win. Right. No, that's a, that's a great point. And everyone has, like you, like you said earlier, everybody has their price. If someone came along and they said, you know, we'll give you $100,000 a month just to run strategy, you know the second thing I'm doing is saying, okay, let's sign the check and I'm going to go hire someone to do this for me. And I'm going mm-hmm. to tra- train them up on how to do that, right? Because the other, the other part too is, um, like for Ghosted, it doesn't actually, it takes away my time, but because demand is unpredictable, it's not worth us hiring and advertising the service. They just, they just kind of keep coming in and we don't know why. But, but I think you're right. I think I am going to increase the price and, and decrease the projects because I think, it'd be, I think it's, it's, it's better short term, but it's worse long term. And we're both in this for the long term. We're both in this to build great companies. Absolutely. Um, I think it's, that's exactly the right point. And you know, an age-old expression, don't be penny wise and pound poor. So don't optimize your business to make as much money as you can in the next 30 to 60 days. Optimize your business to make as much money as you can in the next one to two years. I think that's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, I think, I think that's it. I think, I think the final verdict is niche down. Yeah, for me, the, the final verdict is the takeaway is that you have to niche down sooner or later for the vast majority of businesses. And we are talking in general terms. There are the exceptions of one-stop shops that do really well. Very but true. generally Very speaking, true. generally speaking, when you hear of a massive success story, it's because someone got really good at doing one thing. So I think as a general guiding principle, you as a business owner should seek to niche down. And I think the the second thing is, I say sooner or later, because there is an element of timing. For some businesses, it might make sense from day one to start very specific. And for some businesses, it might make sense to start a little more general, get their feet wet, build a bit of momentum, and niche down from there. Because while the benefits of niching down are undeniable, you also don't want to use that as a crutch to prevent actually starting a business and prevent actually moving forward. For example, when I was at the drawing board with North Digital, I had just left my corporate job 
I hadn't had the time or the resources to sit down and do the market research and plan a perfect niche. And, you know, I just said, okay, I'm just going to start selling these services. I'm going to get enough revenue to survive and we're going to go from there. And here we are about two years later with a, you know, a portfolio of clients and a business built up. And now I'm really looking at it more seriously and I have the time and experience to step back and choose what niche that is. So for me, yeah. And Kimmy, I think you would agree that the takeaway is niche down sooner or later. I would agree with that. And then, you know, one, one final bit of information. I think the niche down is, is to a point where you are incredibly successful in that niche. And success is obviously a moving target. But there's a whole nother, you know, we'll have, we'll have a podcast on this topic, but there's a whole nother part of this conversation where once you are niche down and you're doing really well, how do you expand into different services to increase your competitive edge? So say you're, you're just crushing it in building websites. You're just, you're, you're the market leader. You're absolutely crushing it. Then maybe it's time to branch out into pay-per-click, right? Because you know, like going into these adjacent businesses, this is how big companies grow really big. If you look at some big software companies, they offer a suite of tools. But other big companies, companies only offer one tool. So there's, there's no right answer. So I think, I think Sean's absolutely right, uh, right in the sense that saying you should niche down sooner or later. Definitely. No, that's a great perspective, Kimia. And I would say that that is like a, that's a problem that's very far down the road for most business owners. If you're, if you're crushing websites, I mean, there's millions of businesses that need websites. And if you have like a sizable market share and you're doing so well that you've almost saturated that market and then you're looking at option number two, that's definitely a decision that comes after you've had a lot of success in your given field. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's it from me for episode four. Sean, any, any words of wisdom? I think we've covered it, Kimia. Um, I think this was an excellent discussion and this is a classic dilemma and our opportunity, whoever you want to look at it, that every entrepreneur is going to face. So I hope all of our listeners got a ton of value from this. And if any of our listeners want to learn a bit more information or connect with either of us personally, you can reach myself at Sean at North.Digital. That's S-E-A-N at North.Digital. And Kimia, why don't you tell everyone the best way to reach yourself? Absolutely. Yeah, it's just Kimia, K-I-M-I-A at hello at, that's not right. You can either reach me at hello at ghosted.co or Kimia at ghosted.co. That's G-H-O-S-T-I-T. We have too many emails. We have too many emails. <laughs> the other thing I'll awesome. say is, you know, we would love to hear your feedback on the show. Uh, give us a like, give us a rating, obviously five stars, because that's the best rating. And, and it helps us get found and it encourages us to, to keep creating more content. So we'd love to hear your feedback. Awesome. Until next time, we'll see everyone next Monday. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care.